she had so bad in dream that she get far away I could never met her I cannot forget her I see her in my dreams every day and all I know is I can't be without you in my head and every time I close my eyes and lay alone in my bed when we we go far far away far away just you and me we we go far welcome back Dateline New Haven. I'm your host, Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories and the songs that make New Haven tick. And folks, you're listening in the background to the uh, cut from the newest album by a great group called Sub Urban. They have a new album out called Everybody Knows, and this is one of the tracks that has no swear words in it. That's right. It's called Far Away. And not only is you listen to the CD, you are going to be meeting three of the stalwarts of the band Suburban here in the studio. Charlie Widmer is a man of many talents. He's the frontman and lead singer for the band. He's a rising opera singer, most recently seen in her in the New Haven Green at Opera Palooza. And he also was belting it out in Guys and Dolls with the New Haven Symphony. So we're going to hear all about that. And we're also going to talk about with Suburban, their new album, and what's up with the group. Guys, how's it going? Welcome to WNHH Radio. Thanks for having us, Paul. We got Hector Jamal, who's bass and backup vocals, and we got F1 rapping on it. Now, um, I did see you guys perform at Cafe Nine a few months ago, and I think I've never seen a band before that combines R&B and rap so well. Like, we know that rap for years now has been incorporated into every kind of music, but you guys are brothers, not just brothers in the general sense, but you're actually uh, flesh and blood brothers, uh, F1 and um, Charlie. You grew up together, you performed together, and uh, Charlie, you're the guy with the um, lyrical voice, the musical voice, you the opera singer. Mm-hmm. You also sing very R&B style melodically. And F1, you rap in the mm-hmm. same songs and you guys go back and forth. How did you decide to do that as brothers? Were you always close, always doing music? Uh, well, I, I feel like us as a band, we are a product of our influences. I know like when we're songwriting or when we're, when we're doing anything creatively, uh, you know, trying to flesh out ideas or or maybe just improvise something and see if we can build off of it. Everybody in the group has a different place from where they come from in terms of their ideas. Like for one, I can think of, you know, our keyboardist and saxophonist, Dakota, you know, is very left field. He loves, you know, very experimental music. Yeah, yeah, he was riffing. He was really going uh, off the uh, traditional um, key signatures and time signatures. Yeah, right? exactly. So he'll he'll bring a sound like that, and then, you know, um, our guitarist Tom, you know, is very uh, is very influenced, you know, by the likes of people like John Mayer and stuff like that. So he brings kind of that element. And then when everybody gets together, you know, we kind of just synergize, and the product is this music, you know, that draws from so many different. Now, did you influences. guys grow up? Doing a lot of music together in the same house? You know, I, the way that it really started, um, especially for Fred and me, was, you know, I think he was like 13, 14 years old. He's a prolific writer, F1, you know, and um, even a, at a young age was recognized for that. I think we talked about that the last time I was here. Um, and the great thing was really, you know, I think he, I think I was about 17 or whatever. And it was one of those things like, look, man, maybe you're good at this and let's just try it out. And so I think, honestly, we never thought it would come this far. Because even when me and uh, Hector started the group, it was a much different version. And we had several different groups we tried. And uh, really bringing Fred in was kind of like one of these things like, let's see if it works. And it did. Yeah, but it took a a while. You know, I mean, it took probably 
uh, I don't know, probably six months until it really gelled, um, you know, especially because for me and Hector going to, to music school, you kind of get the pressure out of the way of performing in front of your peers, especially when it's a bunch of peers you respect highly. What music school did you guys go to? Uh, Western Connecticut State University. So you studied music there. Yeah. Is that way through you met? Yeah. And you both grew up in Connecticut? We did. And uh, do you remember at that time any bands that were influential to you here in the state? Any local acts who influenced what you do? Yeah, uh, we have we have some friends, and they were in. The and Hector, I'm going to get to go real close to the mic. Yes, Thanks. hello. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh yeah, we we were definitely influenced, and I was I was kind of shocked by our friends' band, Mad Sata. Um, they were always present, and mm-hmm. um, they they did some pretty big things after graduating, and I I was I was what like, what kind you know, of music we were they? It was I'd say neo soul. Um, yeah, they're they're actually like they're they're now called Joanna Teeters uh, by the lead singer's name, but they're they're big, like they're blowing up big time right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when did you guys form your first band before you got this incarnation? Uh, was that the was it the Naps? Was that the first one? Yeah, was that, that was while you were in college. Yeah, like we we had we had a couple groups that were experiments of each other's and branches off. And even when we started this group, we didn't have a name for the first like seven. I really months. like the name. How did you get the name Suburban? Okay. Yeah, that's where I come in. Yeah. Um, so one night, uh, me, Hector, and Charlie actually were together, and we really were kind of like wringing our heads, banging our heads against the wall. Like I know, coming up with a band name is hard. So Everything's hard. been tried 50 times. And, yeah. and we're sitting there, we're like, you know, we have the, the hard part out of the way. We have the sound. We kind of have the general vision of the music we're looking to make. Now we just need to figure out the name. So Charlie actually suggested, you know, one of these kind of like generic uh, group ideas generic. where where it's like, oh, look around the room and, and find an item and, and, and just say it out loud. And maybe we could build off of a uh, 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 free association. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we're looking around and all of a sudden in, in our garage, I see this box and it says suburban stationers <laughs> with a hyphen after yeah w- with a with it was a, a paper box yeah it was a box of paper oh actually no no hyphen it was just the word suburban, <laughs> suburban. so the and word suburban with a lowercase u second yeah, u yeah, yeah exactly so i look at it and i go suburban i was like wait suburban what about what about suburban crushed it great and, name and and everybody kind of sat there and mulled over and was like yeah you know what actually it works you know and we were kind of like you know what we could use it as a working title and you know now. here we are okay uh, now i'm getting way off later. the planet on this one when i think of the name and i listen to your music i think about how rap started as an urban phenomenon mm-hmm. generations before that soul did mm-hmm. and they then sold most of the records probably in the suburbs after a certain part and the experiences of people from both places shape the music. Like if you've mm-hmm. got a John Mayer now who's from Fairfield, right, who is Hector's influence. And that it is the way that music becomes a melting mm-hmm. pot of different influences. I find right. that that suburban-urban mix is in music that used to be urban. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's the thing. I think when I think about what our sound is and what we aim to do, and kind of what Fred was saying even with the, the multitude of influences that we have as a group and the freedom we have to express them with each other, um, it becomes semi-urban music. It's it's uh, it's flavored with hip hop, and that's the thing. And, and in its core, what we want it to always have is that backbeat feel, that kind of thing that you can nod your head to and still move to um, above everything else. If the song doesn't do that, or it doesn't, you know, in some way have an impactful feeling like hip hop does, then we scrap it. And then this new album is this your first album? Uh, yeah, this is our first official like EP kind of working mm-hmm. project. And where have. when did it come out? 
August 25th, I and think was it the doing? release date. It's been good. Yeah, we got in positive response. Of course, it's within a small knit circle. Um, but even uh, we just played Cafe Nine on Tuesday. How'd that go? Um, oh, great, great show. What a the great people. spot. Oh, absolutely. And we have uh, we have a lot to owe to uh, a special crowd of uh, from the University of New Haven. We kind of played some like underground shows that they run and everything like that, and they're just like so. When you get it, when you do something like that, how do you keep them in your fan base? Um, how do you communicate? Do you get their email com- addresses so you can let them know when you have another gig? It's have a- good relationships and, yeah. and keep we keep coming out with new music. I mean, uh, we recorded with them at UNH at one point, and they, you know, obviously pro bono. It was great. They and they just like love our sound, and I suppose they distributed all the music amongst themselves to the point where they sing our our songs the lyrics really the songs. they know all the lyrics yeah, to our lyrics. songs yeah we oh, had like a fun. line of people singing yeah. the, the words to our songs uh and uh yeah that's the really the way that we stay connected is through our social media platforms so at this point it's really uh facebook instagram and twitter and if you look up how do you find suburban there? um if you look us up if you're trying to look us up on any of the sites you could just type in uh, all one word suburban ct it'll come up if you type in facebook With, without search. a hyphen or anything yeah it'll just come up as our facebook page suburban ct if you go to instagram at suburban ct Twitter, music, same thing. Yeah, yeah it, Apple Music. So, so yeah, does everybody urban. know the song? Everybody knows. That's a good. I, we hope. Do so. they sing along to that? Yeah, one? that that's our biggest hit. And that's the longest. That was our actually our first song. So we figured we'd end our album, title our album with the first song we wrote uh, as a group, and that's really what happened. We did it as an experiment. We were trying to write music. We didn't think we could. We sat down. We wrote that song. We were like, oh, so can we take a little a momentary break and let our listeners hear a, a little bit, a snatch of Everybody Knows? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is Everybody Knows from the new album by Suburban called Everybody Knows. Just walk away I'm hoping and praying big 
but you don't want to say I hope you know that I can't go a day without thinking about how we just can't seem to figure it out You say everything's alright and then you just walk away That's right That was a the title track Everybody Knows the new album from Suburban a great local group on the rise here on you're listening to them on Dateline New Haven and WNHH Radio we're in the studio we're visiting with lead singer um, Charlie Widmer his brother Fred F1 the MC and rapper and um, Hector Jamal bass and back of vocals great great track guys and, uh, now you say you write the lyrics together the two brothers mm-hmm. right who writes the music it's uh, I think it really is a group effort um, I think really, you know, Hector could probably speak the most to this because really uh, within him and uh, Matt Spencer, our drummer, they play probably the most important role in our group because of their incredible touch and ability to bring out a feel in a song, you know? So, I mean, especially Hector, what, what happens when we when stuff comes to you, to you guys? Um, <clears throat> well, it, it seems like the drummer and myself are brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Uh, we even look like each other, kind of. What, what about, you know, that's just about brothers. <laughs> Mighty Purple is a, a group in New Haven that was big for a lot of years. And you had uh-huh. the, the two brothers there. And they kind of anticipate each other's moves when they're jamming. You know, you could always see if they're going to make a, a chord change or mm-hmm. take the music yeah. to a different rhythm. They they anticipate it because they grew up together. Do the two brothers, do you have that? Did you grow up close do, musically? Can you anticipate each other? Well, um... I can speak on that because, you know, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be doing this uh, if it wasn't for my brother. Uh, You know, he always pushed me, uh, you know, even when I didn't believe uh, in myself, you know, before I even started rapping, uh, when I was just, uh, you know, writing poems, you know, at like 12, 13 years old, he already started telling people like, oh, yeah, my brother's, you know, a great rapper. I'm pretty sure he just doesn't know it yet. Um, So, you know, with me and him, it, it, it started it started by just you know uh expressing ourselves and and finding a different way to ex- express ourselves and also you know trying to emulate you know artists we loved you know people like Nas and Kanye West you know these people who are are who seem to be so misunderstood by such a large group of people you know who hear their music and can find some way to call it you know garbage or without merit so yeah. it kind of started there and then now if if you come and see us live, you know, me and my brother, you know, dance the same way, uh, you know, we kind of uh, just... You do kinda... have a chemistry up there that makes it a live show. And then, Hector, you are, I cut you off and I apologize. You were yeah, talking no. that even though you're not blood brothers with the drummer, what is the connection you have with the drummer and how does that play it out when you're developing mm-hmm. the, the musical tracks? Well, it's, it's just drum and bass. It seems to be like the connection of all time. You know? Right. And um, I play with him all the time. We play jazz we play funk we play soul everything even even just he and i will play four people and um over time i guess it we developed kind of a a, just a groove and attachment and i mean it's inseparable to the point where we will get hired separately for gigs just you know as a unit and are you guys able to make any money doing this for most part is this your main day job second jobs what's the deal this it's a, is it's a yeah. work in progress it's hard this is yeah. this is hard a very hard yeah. thing making to it do. You know? yeah at this point really this is uh this is like you know somebody asked me like if like if you could have one aspect of a career take off what would it be and i said this but really because um you know this is the dream within a dream 
our dream as a whole, each one of us individually, is to live off of making music. It's a goal. You know, that's the goal, and that's the, you know that's where we're going to get. But to make music that we love and to make music that we made from start to finish and to get yeah, paid to better. do that, not that's better. the dream, man. This is that's the grunt it. Work. Yeah. And the Raider Merrick Sato posts, wow, this is awesome. I'm watching great Connor Taylor, bass player with a smile, and Angel <laughs> Ben <laughs> Levy. Oh, we got people awesome. back in. Thanks for yeah. listening, everybody, to uh, to Dateline New Haven. We're meeting with Suburban, and they're talking about their new album. Everybody knows you know, this album got a rave review in the New Haven Independent. Brian mm-hmm. Slattery wrote about your singing, Charlie. That his singing is robust and in control at all times, but he doesn't come across as a classical singer who's slumming it. On everybody knows, Widmer is as diligent a student of R and B as he is of opera shaping his voice to fit the genre and paying respect to the singers who have graced the microphone before him. So when you're not performing R&B slash rap, you were singing opera at Opera Palooza this summer. You're trained. You've sung internationally. And then you were just telling me before we went on the air, what was the performance you just did of Guys and Dolls with the New Haven Symphony? Yeah, we. Uh, I just got off of doing a week with the New Haven Symphony with an incredible cast. Uh, uh, Guys and Dolls was Honestly, uh, it probably so it was the play, not a concert. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was it was it was a concertized version of it. So like the orchestra was half on the st- was the whole orchestra was on the stage, and then on the other half was us actually like acting out the scenes and everything. Oh, you did, and you had the lines and everything. Yeah, dope band says Angel Ben Levy. Okay, he's <laughs> one of your fans. And what was that singing like? So Broadway singing is different from opera. Is different from soul. How is it different? I think really at that point it becomes a, a matter of uh, what what we in singing call placement. Uh-huh. Um, so really, it, it really is, um, uh, you know, with operatic singing, you want to kind of have this, op- I guess I'd describe it as the most open placement you can have, where you kind of have everything, all your resonators engaged, and what you're really trying to do is maximize what your body can produce. When you're singing musical theater, you have, uh, it, you're sticking more to a character, so you might be, you know, doing more whiny notes, more straight tones, um, less vibrato, um, and uh, less legato lines, so they don't flow as much. Mm-hmm. And then with R&B, it really just becomes exactly like the review said, is just sticking to what the song calls, and, uh, you know, that's my biggest challenge, is trying to keep, hopefully trying to one day sing as well as somebody like John Legend, or my biggest idol, Stevie Wonder. You know? I never love Stevie Wonder. Absolutely. What, do you wake up in the morning saying today's an opera day, today's a show music today, today's an R&B day? <laughs> kind of, sort of. I mean, uh, there's days, you know, one of the great things, uh, you know, when people ask me, like, it, how's it going? I'm basically living the dream now because, you know, throughout a day, I'll do so many styles of music from singing Anglican chant to, you know, then immediately going and rehearsing with these guys and making neo-soul hip-hop fusion. What a talent you are, and your whole band is great, Suburban. What's next for the band? Um, uh, right now, we are in the process of recording our second EP. We are writing, we're writing music, uh, doing live shows, and and, and really just uh, fighting the good fight, you know, and, and plugging away. Right, couple gigs to note that are coming up. We've got uh, November tenth. We're playing at a place called Thirty Three Golden Street in uh, New London. We've never right, played so you guys there. Are getting so. around. New yeah, it's a great scene. Never been there before, so uh, we'll we'll be playing there. Uh, then on the twenty fourth, I believe it is, uh, is uh, we're playing at the Acoustic as part of a release show with some other local Connecticut bands. The Reese's Shout out Bureau. The Reese's Bureau. Yep. Uh, it's the release uh, party. They're dropping two EPs and. Um, they're a fantastic band. All right. And you're a fantastic band. Suburban. Thanks for stopping in, guys, on Dateline New Haven. And Thank you WNHH so much for Radio. Us. You're listening to the back. We're going to take it out with one of the songs without swears on the new album, <laughs> Everybody Knows, by Suburban. We don't have anything against swears, but unfortunately the FCC does. We know it's part of music. But this is Far Away. You're hearing in the background. You've been visiting today with Charlie Widmer, Fred F1, and Hector Jamal. 
mainstays of a great band in New Haven in the general area. Check out their new album, everyone knows. Go on the web, look up Suburban CT. That's the band you'll find them quick. You'll see them at their new gigs. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Thanks a lot, Paul. You're awesome. Keep it going. And thanks for uh, joining us today in Dateline New Haven. We're taking it out with with Suburban, and we'll catch you tomorrow on WNHH, your home for community radio. Every time she closed her eyes and-